What's going on, everybody? Welcome today to the Ask LFC podcast. My name is Harrison, Worship Arts Director here at Lake Forest in Huntersville. And I'm here actually today with Jeff Cook, Community Pastor. Yeah, Jeff Cook is sitting in today. Mike is out today. Jeff is in today. Save all value judgments. We won't go there <laughs> one way or another, but I'm glad to have you uh, here and hanging, Jeff. Good to uh, be here. Yeah, so uh, Jeff just taught uh, this last Sunday in. Uh, uh, Hope in a House of Blues week two, which we've been hanging in here, and it has been fantastic so far, hasn't it? Mm, powerful. Yeah. Um, what was the What was the experience like for you these past couple weeks? Because this is the first This is the first Hope in a House of Blues you've been a part of, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so the first week I spent most of my time out front, uh, meeting new people and all that stuff, and that was amazing. Just after COVID, right? Feeling like there's just a surge of people desiring to be together. That was amazing. Um, And this particular Sunday, you know, sometimes I think the music and the message and the time in history all just lines up. Uh, And man, it just felt so good to be in there, even talking about hard and sad things. Like I actually spent some time after the second service sitting with a couple, literally just sitting there crying. And it was like a holy cry. Hmm. Like it was just a really, really powerful. It wasn't because you hurt their feelings. By well, I, it so. doesn't matter why they were crying. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's not important. It's cause, not because you insulted them personally in some way. <laughs> you're not supposed to say that. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My bad. We can edit this out later. Um, cool. Well, we're gonna we're gonna roll right into it uh, this morning. Uh, we have a guest who is part of our staff team here uh, at Lake Forest Huntersville, and this uh, is her first time on a podcast. She said so. We'll. Make her feel extra comfortable. I told her we're going to uh, grill her with lots of difficult questions. Maybe some like deep theological things we can really have you kick into and unpack for us. But our guest today is Tracy Grubbs. What's up, yeah, Tracy? Hello, hello, Yo. So, so, Tracy, you've been here at Lake Forest for how long? Since the beginning of time. The beginning mm-hmm. of time. Actually, really, six months after the church started is wow. when I started coming here. Wow. Under the disco ball, the skating rink, we like to say. So, yeah, long time. Were you here before Pastor Mitch? I was here right at the same time wow. as Mitch. Nice. Yeah. So it was like Mike, Old Jesus, people. and then you and Mitch. That's sure. right. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Tell me, um, how did the how did did the transition happen for you? Because you were in those early days of the church, you were like full on mom mode, right? Like yeah. that was your existence was yeah. mom of three mm-hmm. little kids and. Veggie Tales mm, and yeah. Stephen Curtis Chapman, Barney. yeah. So how did, and Barney? Um, how did the how did the transition happen for you? Where uh, you were in that mode, and now at this point, you work here at Lake Forest full time uh, with myself and Dustin and Jeff, Mike, Susan, a bunch of us mm-hmm. who put together our Sunday morning services. That's actually your mostly main responsibility sure. is what happens inside the stream. So how did that, how did that happen? Yeah, it's, it's weird because I was a teacher in my former life, high school teacher before I had kids. And then, you know, I wanted to stay home. So I stayed home. And then one thing we didn't talk about in our marriage counseling beforehand was what are you going to do when your kids go to kindergarten? I was like, well, I'm just going to stay home. And now she goes, Nope, you're going to work. So, um, 
anyway, long story short, <laughs> I had been um, part of the worship arts team here before I let, actually was the ever first worship leader at Lake Forest Church, um, nice. which is a weird and awesome thing. We so, need to get that on a plaque. Yeah, and put can it we in do that? Office, yeah, awesome. yeah. If we can name something the Tracy Grubbs Memorial, <laughs> something another. I don't think <laughs> you should have. I don't think you should have <laughs> a memorial. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. No, not yet. Honorary. Honorary. <laughs> yes. There you, there you go. So um, Kyle Dillard, who was the worship arts pastor at the time, um, knew that I really liked to decorate my house, and so weird story is that he actually made a video for me so that I could get on a reality TV show, <laughs> Surprised by Design, and we redid our bedroom. But the only reason we won is because um, Algie's name was Algie. So it was a straight-up <laughs> yeah. fungus-themed sure, sure. peaceful pond. Oh, anyway, that's great. Does yeah. that still exist? It is in where existence. We can watch it? It does. I do have a copy. definitely need to have a yeah, show. That's, that's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Also, reality shows are fake. So Yeah, um, yeah well. Anyway, yeah. it was fun. So I digress. Um, so Kyle knew that I liked to do with my house, and he said, we're at the Y at the time, he goes, you got to do something about this. So I started, like, putting candles and burlap and using zip ties and duct tape, and that just moved from one place to the other. And when I we came to the building, I just had to figure out what to do, and sort of I did. I mean, mm-hmm. but for me, like, I think there's no original idea under the sun and so I don't consider myself ever a creator of something, but an editor of other people's mm. ideas. Uh, mashup is one of my favorite words. Mm. So, so that's the way it worked itself nice. out. On that note, I won't tell you who on here, but just for your own interest, there is a member of our, uh, of our worship team, one of our vocalists, who was featured on an episode of Say Yes to the Dress, speaking of reality television. Wow. I know. Look I actually at that. do know who that is, we're but pretty, I can't tell. We're pretty famous around here. We I have are. not been on Have you been on a reality show, Jeff? Uh, I was on the news once. Oh. oh. Wasn't a good thing. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I wasn't actually on the news. <laughs> I was I was on the local news, but as uh, they had local church bands come into their studio for a week, and we went in and played a couple songs. But that was my only news experience. I, I was actually in the newspaper uh, for modeling guest jeans for Seventeen magazine. No, no, you were That's not. That's a real thing. Oh, yep. that is so good. I love that. Oh, I need to man. see that too. We need to many, dig in the many archives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so so Tracy, what we really want to dig into with you today and and kick around a little bit is um, so there's a there's a a, a strong critique of certain kinds of churches. I'll give you the over, the over example of it is, okay. uh, the, the lights are, are too showy and they're trying to entertain us. And it's all a lot of, you know, a lot of sizzle and no substance. There's, there's churches like this that it just feels like, uh, fake and you walk in, they're trying to, to entertain you. Mm-hmm. How, um, how have you, how have you approached that in terms of what we do here, what you help to build knowing that, okay, you want it to be good. You don't want it to stink. Um, but also you don't want people to walk away feeling like they were on a reality show and someone's holding up the applause sign, uh, and things like that. How, how have you struck a balance between those two? I guess first you can tell me how, or even get into the. Uh, the the your philosophical reasons underneath it. How have you approached that? It's interesting because um, 
before COVID, um, our team, my team, um, the product, whatever we call ourselves, stage designs, pretty much what we call ourselves. It's really three people, but um, it used to be more. Anyway, I'll talk about them in a sec, but we were very much a th- more themed. Like I think as like if we were teaching about marriage, one time we actually built a, a girl's side of a house and a boy's side, like a man cave yeah. with a shoot that may or may not have shot out beer slash coke <laughs> to your great. lazy boy yeah. and then the girl side was anyway so we were super themed which was i guess just a prop you know to like to put you in the um the scene so you could actually be more in you know focusing on what the actual preaching teaching was so that was a a school of thought that has since moved in my mind in churches all over that I actually like to look at, for examples, to more of an abstract, like the the set, if you will, is more um, abstract just for, um, you know, beauty. So it didn't look like a black box. And some of that, I think, is because of the move to online worship. Hmm. And that was completely the case for us going into COVID. Like, we had to scramble because we had really only focused on I mean, we had online presence, but not like we do now or had to during COVID. And so we took down our center screen and we had to re we set the set for the camera and not for the house because Mm -hmm. nobody was in the house except for us. So that caused me to really rethink what I was doing and why I was doing it. So fast forward to we're trying, we really want people to come back to church in person as they're comfortable and um, Hope and House of Blues is the pull-out-all-the-stops place. And so we did. I feel like um, probably more than any other time, we really wanted to be immersive. So the entire room has some sort of um, vibe. I'll use that word. We, my, my daughter, Molly, calls me the bringer of the vibe. <laughs> so, um, That's a good title. Anyway, um, so I, I feel like we never want to do anything because it's cool absolutely grosses me out and I if when people say oh it's so good blah 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 blah, I'm just like I don't want to deflect because that's rude you know you need to say thank you very much I have a great team but also that's not the point the point is that especially for Hope and House of Blues we want to create an atmosphere where when people walk in they are like this is not the same as it was and I believe that God uses that to put people in a different place. It's like, surprise, you know, mm-hmm. this is different. And um, and I love that. And I feel like the success for myself and my, our team is when that happens and people are moved by the Holy Spirit, as happened Sunday in such a spectacular way. Um, I feel like we did our job. Can I add theological underpinning to that? Absolutely. So Romans 1.18 talks about creation and how God's revealed through creation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so pick your thing, fresh powder on a ski mountain, beach, first day of the whatever it is. Uh, there's something about beauty that takes our breath away. And right. that's that's general revelation. Sure. And and at least in my experience, and I think scripture bears it out, that when you're when you're smacked in the face with general revelation, mm-hmm. you're more susceptible to special revelation. Oh. 
So there's something about creating an environment that takes people's breath away, Mm -hmm. that opens doors for God to be active. Mm -hmm. And that's what I see that you do. That's great. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've, I've talked a lot on this with Mike in the past. There's a, a Tim Keller quote. I mentioned it on the last one actually, but it's really relevant here again. I think about it all the time. Uh, Tim Keller said, uh, good art makes ideas plausible. Um, and I've seen that like there, here's an example. Um, there's a, there's a movie, uh, that I liked a lot. It's an, an old one. It's kind of sci-fi cause I'm a, I'm a nerd on some of those kinds of things. It was called the fountain. It's this weird movie with like Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. and, and so it was beautiful. It was like gorgeous movie. A lot of like, uh, a lot, some, some cool like space looking stuff. And it's like this storyline that's happening in three different times. The, the 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 cool thing about this movie and what makes me think about it even in relation to that it's a movie where basically the theme is that uh, it's it's based off an idea that we we are reincarnated we never die which I don't b- believe that specifically in terms of that we're reborn as another thing the moment we die da 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 da, da. but um, the movie was presented so beautifully like there was part of me that was like I at least get it. Like I can see the the beauty in this idea of of us all being one thing, and um, so I I think that there is a strength to when we when we put beauty into our ideas. For some reason, with us emotionally, um, we there's so many ways that we make our beliefs and our decisions, and part of it is our head, the things that we we rationally think are true. It's logical. This makes sense. And then there's part of it. that's just like, I like that. <laughs> that's kind of like that. That's, that's, that's beautiful. And it, it, there's like this, this abstract thing where it just feels right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of what, um, you help lead us in, uh, especially you come in here for something like house of blues is that, um, when someone's up on that stage, it's not about how the stage looks. It's not about how the lights look. It's not about even all the way, the content of, uh, the songs. It's like put all those things in the pot and you're like, this is really cool and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. And I think that, um, you know, going back to the whole idea of what's too much, I'm the biggest nerd when it comes to, you just mentioned lighting, like, I, I'm just going to say, like, there have been times when I literally felt like I needed to say hallelujah because the lights were just so awesome. Not because they were showy, but it was just like in the middle of the whole thing, put the pot together, stir it up with the set and the music and the time. I just like, oh, my God, that thank you, God. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, which that's totally nerd ball, but it is true. I think about that all the time. Like God could have just as easily even made the world to be one big flat gray ball mm-hmm. that was functional right. for us to live on. But instead of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, like this, a, a stretch of a comparison in some ways, but not really in some others, but in what we're trying to accomplish, a lot of the similar things is you're seeing, you're seeing a sunrise on a mountain or a beach or something. Sure. And it's like, mm-hmm. Why did that, that didn't have to be like that, but there's something about that with us that's like, that's beautiful and good and it makes sense. Um, so here's, there's another thing, 
that we talk about a lot around here behind the scenes that doesn't really make it to Sunday that folks listening to this, I think may be interested in Tracy. Can you tell me about, uh, this idea that we have and explain what it means when we talk about, uh, telling one story? Oh yeah. Cool. Okay. So statistically, and I'm just going to make up a number because, you know, it's a podcast and I can, (laughs) um, like when you think about how many sermons you remember in your life, somebody says three. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I remember Jeff's because it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. one of them. Yeah. One. That's still a win. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, remember the benediction in particular. Yeah. So um, if what we try to do is to make it so cohesive from the start to the finish that we are literally trying to tell one story. So, um, for example, this Sunday was about grief and loss. And we started out with trying to even in the things not necessarily the songs themselves say that they weren't it was no dirge for sure mm-hmm. but just the way we weave the comments around what we say and how we pull it from one place to the other so that when you walk out you may not remember um the specific scripture but you'll remember that we talked about that and that god is with you in your grief and loss that jesus wept mm-hmm. and, and so if we can do that if we can tell the story from the way the song what songs we choose um how we couch in our language in the welcome and whatever liturgies we choose like we've been super focused on psalm 13 um during the hope and house blue series this time because that was like our where we our scripture was mostly going to sit so the the liturgies we've engaged in have been from there and so like just trying to help people learn to um, it's okay to bring your lament to God has been like a common thread in here and Jeff gave us you know that's happened and then Jeff gave us permission in the sermon to do that and I I mean it's just powerful to me that to do that that one idea is very powerful so not and we do a good job I'm gonna say like there are so many churches that the pastors don't work with the creative team and like we end up like just trying to figure out what oh, okay, well, that didn't really fit, but it's church and God's still being worshipped, and that's mm-hmm. true, that's very true, but it's, I feel like, a Holy Spirit move if we can if we can do that. Mm-hmm. There, I would even say, because, again, people may find this interesting, we literally have conversations down to, okay, how long have people been standing, yeah. and should they sit, or is sitting going to break the flow sure. of what they're mm-hmm. experiencing? And in the call and response things, right. what parts should people be vocalizing? And what parts should they be hearing spoken mm-hmm. over them? Mm-hmm. Um, and they sound like little things, but you put 10 little things together and you got a big thing. Yeah, exactly. So um, another question. I'm, I'm going to ask this one to both of you guys. And I'll start with you, uh, actually, Jeff, and then Tracy. And the answer that you'll both give to this is going to be, probably drastically different than if Mike Moses was sitting in here today. Uh, Cause I, I, I could, I could be him and answer this question for him, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think in your background. So I, another thing that Tracy does uh, here and helps steer us in um, like we, like we've been talking about is worship planning. And you just mentioned a word, uh, a liturgy uh, specifically in terms of some of the, the liturgies that we put together and to, to define that a little bit, um, we consider that to be there, there are certain elements that may pop up in our service. Uh, if you've been coming or watching the last few weeks, um, <clears throat> we have a, a blues 
lament uh, that we that we are using as a what we call a call and response, which is there is a liturgist who is uh, leading this, and they will speak part of it, and then the congregation will have a part that they speak back and forth. That is a type of liturgy. There are times that we will uh, that we will speak the Apostles' Creed together. We actually have uh, on our board up up here in our green room. We have a bunch of these things like. Uh, prayer for the world, Apostles' Creed, doxology, uh, giving and offering is actually on there as a liturgy, the Lord's Prayer, uh, passing of the peace. There, there's a bunch of these things that pop up, and um, none of them, I will I will feel 100% confident in saying, were invented by us. Zero of these things were things that we were right. like, you know what would be cool? We should use the Lord's Prayer <laughs> uh, in, in a service. Yeah. So I will say that, but I will also say in my church background, this was, that was not a thing that we did a lot. It was more of what, what you were hinting around before Tracy, which is like, okay, here's the music part. They sing, sing, sing. Someone says, here's a ladies Bible study you can join. And then the pastor gets up and he does his thing. And that's, has not a ton to do with what just happened. He does his thing. And then they'll come back and sing a mighty fortress is our God. And then see you later. We peace out. So my question is uh, to both you guys, I'll start with you, Jeff. Um, What, what have you seen, uh, I guess, as a value here of how we approach this at Lake Forest of including some of these liturgies in our worship together? What, what, what what benefit have you seen from that? Um, So the, the things that I love about liturgy, is they put a little bit of structure and order to worship, which lets you steer what's happening. And that's important sometimes when you're trying to go for a particular thing. Um, And liturgy, so I've worked, I worked in a church that had no liturgy at all. And I worked at a church that was, I mean, chiming of the hour, big organ you didn't touch. Like, so I've been to both extremes. And the thing that I enjoyed about the highly liturgical church was there's a, there's a symbolism to those things, like passing the peace, like an assurance of pardon, Hmm. um, that's just similar to a creed. It's an important reminder of the truth of who God is and what our relationship is. But, and this is personal opinion, uh, sometimes when you do exactly the same liturgy the same way every week, it loses a little bit of its power because it becomes rote and routine. Yep. And what I appreciate about how we do it here is it's never, we're never okay with it just being the same old thing. Like we're always trying to find a way to help people really engage in the truth behind the liturgy mm-hmm. while they do it. Um, and that is challenging mm-hmm. from a planning perspective, but I think the payoff is huge. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I grew up Southern Baptist and, we didn't call it liturgy, but as I'm looking at the definition of liturgy, a pattern for worship hmm. um, used by Christian congregation on a regular basis. Well, we sang Just As I Am a million and two times. We also did something called a responsive reading, which is basically a call and response, which is what we just did. Um, we had a whole book of them, hmm. like a whole part of the hymnal that I would read when I was not writing on an offering envelope or, you know, trying to get pinched by my mom. Anyway, um, what I think, one thing I will, I'll quote me some Mike Moses, also known as Mimo. Um, <laughs> he 
keeps saying, and he always says, and it's true, the word, the word in Greek means public work. So it's the work of the people. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that resonates with me. So that helps me as I like try to help us as we together as a team, but um, sometimes the liturgy writing falls to me, which is I love and also hate sometimes because it's like there's no original idea under the sun. And so, like, how do you create something? Anyway, um, I think that Jeff's right. Like, w- we try to use these liturgical elements in ways that will provoke people, not in a bad way, but in a good way to, to, to be open like what we've done this past series is we've actually had people say this happened in church on Sunday. Why I'm tired of looking at the back of your head, God. That is from Psalm 13, the message. And I was like, wow, that's so bold. I don't even know if I can have people say that. I was like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I love using these things to give people permission to say things that they may not have said on their own. Yeah. That's the case, mm-hmm. especially right now in this Hope and House Blues series. I think, um, I think uh, another thing that I love about it, which uh, I will put voice to the uh, invisible mic in the room, which is the thing that I think led him to start driving us in this direction, I think is a really powerful part of it as well, is that um, <clears throat> there's a tendency I will say this in the church that I came from before this, which um, was a kind of standalone, non-denominational church, which there are plenty of good ones of that. So don't hear this as any critique of that. I'm talking about my particular circumstance where um, there would not be a lot of like reassurance to people that we're not just making almost all this up like from week to week, like is this a right way of doing it? Is this a good way of doing it? Is this a thing that anyone's done before? There's, there's something to be said for trying new things and we do new things all the time. Um, the, the whole concept of doing hope in a house of blues, the way that we do it is, it must be incredibly rare in, in the American church. Cause I, I haven't heard of anyone that does it quite this way, maybe there is somewhere, probably there is, there's a lot of churches. Um, so yes, there's something to be said for new things, but also I think, uh, what Mike would say as he steered this is that I think there is like Jeff mentioned a great deal of like reassurance, um, in something like, uh, the apostles creed or the Lord's prayer or, or a, a benediction or a scripture reading, a lament from uh, f- from the actual Bible, or that it's a liturgy that has been a part of Christian tradition for hundreds of years. Because it's kind of like showing your work. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. hey, we didn't just make this up. This isn't just because we thought it sounded cool like this. We are part of a a tradition and a foundation of Christ followers that we are, <clears throat> we are, uh, we're, sh- we're showing the work on the next page to say this is not just something that we made up, which I think is a, a really powerful part of why we end up doing all this. And then hopefully to that point, it does shake people out of the norm a little bit, because when you come in, that's the funny thing here is when you walk into our church out of the stages right now, 
Um, the last thing you'd probably be expecting is is to have a liturgical scripture reading from right. Psalm 13. Um, you'd you'd be expecting it to to be all the sizzle performance. Wow! Um, so there's a little bit of of uh, positive. What was your word, Tracy? Cha- was ch- wasn't challenged. It was I Pro- provocation. Yeah, yeah. You're it's there's a a positive provocation where you get people to like a, I was not expecting that hashtag <laughs> hashtag, hashtag provocation. The word of the day is provocation. Um, all that to say, Tracy, super grateful for, um, all that you do and bring to the team here. Cause it helps, uh, make us, uh, better in a lot of ways. And particularly just to say it out loud on here, uh, the, just how it's not, designed to look cool but how it just looks fantastic in the room right now and you guys did such a great job of making this um an environment where people can come in and have an experience with god so that's pretty cool can i shout out to my team real quick yes okay so um this stage made possible to you for you by pim schmidt and his wife danielle who are the rock stars basically my job, I feel like sometimes is like a patron, you know, like in the old days when somebody would just pay for something and they would say, create this. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. Um, so Pim built every single thing that's on that stage. That's and awesome. Danielle is like the queen of handing the things and climbing the ladder with him. And I mean, and then for our other stuff um, out front, that the hope word, Bruce Phillips, who's a rock star. So I'm just super grateful for people who are willing. I mean, literally, Pim and Danielle were here probably 60 hours the week before. And um, I'm really grateful. So anybody out there who's listening, if you'd like to join our team, you can certainly email me at tgrubs at lateforest.org. I'd love to have you come alongside. Um, We're always looking for help. Anyway, just wanted to say they are awesome and take a lot of pride in what they do and know how much God uses it. Hmm. Um, one, one last question and we'll, we'll end with this. Um, so can you talk, we've talked about this a ton. We talked about it in here. We've talked about it as we've been trying to figure out how to accomplish what we do. Um, but Tracy, where do you see the line being, you have all these things in here. I mean, I'm from the, from the top, we, we have, uh, we have screens that show cameras and, and lyrics and we have, you know, camera people walking around. We have a really nice lighting system. We have a great sound system. We have a stage. Um, we put on a service that's not uh, a bunch of people uh, in a plain boxy room with fluorescent lights and we're no amplification. So we do all these things. Where where do you find the line between um, we want it to be good and then w- when it crosses over into being a distraction and, and how do you steer your team into figuring out where that line is between on this side of the line, it's beautiful and we're helping people connect with God. And then on this side of the line, people are paying more attention yeah. to the stuff and less attention to the message. How do you walk that line and help your team and our team, your volunteer team, uh, of ministry partners that does it and us that do this behind behind the scenes um how do you how do you manage that 
Well, as someone who's in the middle of it, it's I just feel like for us it has to be intention. What is our heart in this? Like there have been times when we did try to be too cool. There have been times. And and I'm sad about those times when we think we have to do the thing because the thing is cool. But I know for me, um, and I know for the team that plans these services, for the most part, we're all on the same page about we don't want it to be a show. It is not a show. It is worship of the living God. Now, I'm not sitting in the seat, so what distracts me, because I know the intention of it, and what distracts somebody else I can't speak to, we always want to hear and listen to that. One thing in particular I'll speak to quickly is that camera people walk around the stage now. That was never a thing before COVID. And that's a balance. Like, is that distracting to the people? That are, not to me, because I do know them. Although it was really funny what you said to me, Harrison, on Sunday, that one of our camera guys was kind of lounging <laughs> On the, on the stairs during the sermon on his phone um, and it's literally what looked like pajama pants I mean yeah. to his defense he's 16 so like yeah. he did have to get up early it was spring forward but um, that's true so I said hey dude don't sit on the steps yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna lounge can you lounge somewhere else so yeah. I mean it's just a it's it's, it's a, a lot of little course corrections ba- like that it's yeah ba- it's like walking a line and mm-hmm. we I just feel like I just have to trust that all of our hearts are in the place that we want it to be about the worship of God and not about us. Because, like, we are literally not cool. Like, us individually. I mean, you're cool. But, like, we're like we're cool. just normal human beings who want to help people encounter God in a fresh way. I mean, that's the entire reason why we do it. And when I don't do it for that reason anymore, I'm going to say bye. So, Peace. you know. No, that's good. That's good. Um, I would, I would agree with all that. I think a lot of, a lot of the stuff you guys, uh, who are listening to this don't see behind the scenes are all those little course corrections that happen from Tracy. Most often sometimes from Dustin or I, Jeff, Mike, anyone on our team where we're like, Hey, let's just make sure. Cause honestly, there's some folks that will come in depending on their background that every literal thing we do in here is going to be distracting because they're used to coming from a, a liturgical, yep. give it all to me in a straight line. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we know um, that we we just have to be the most authentically us that we can be and, mm-hmm. and hope that that hits some people. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Um, well, Tracy, Jeff, thanks for sitting down uh, on the Ask LFC podcast. Fun. It was very fun, not scary at all. No, no, it wasn't scary. We'll we'll dig in next time into the hard hitting qu- shoot, I forgot all the hard hitting questions. Tweets, yeah. yeah, and Tracy's problematic uh, tweets. Dang it. Uh, okay. Well that'll be a teaser for next time that we uh, that we have her on. Some good stuff. Uh, all right, we'll catch you guys next time. See you next time.